now for the show that's truly too hot to handle. It's the melting pad, and it starts right now. Alrighty, well, thank you, Jerome. Hello, my friends, and welcome to the program, The Melting Pack, the next level network. How are you? Are you well? I'm doing great today. I just had, we are, if you're a patron, you just heard me come up with a great idea, I thought. It, I mean, it made me laugh over here for several minutes um, of a new superhero show. And so subscribe to the Patreon, pay me a dollar. And, uh, and you'll hear Tell you what, I'm going to pull out the segment so you don't have to listen to the podcast again. But let me know. I will. I want to know if that's a good idea. If my superhero idea, my show idea that I just came up with in the Patreon bonus, let me know. Pay me a dollar. Patreon.com slash the Melting Pat. And you can hear that part right now. Okay? Great. Wonderful. Oh. <laughs> so if I start laughing, it's because I'm thinking of that. So three of you will understand what that means. Uh, or more if you give me a dollar. That'd be great. Okay. Today, oh, before we start, I keep forgetting to do this. The intro was done by my friend Jared Brown, a little uh, little teaser, there, uh, not a teaser, a little uh, bumper there at the beginning. And the music is the acoustic guitar part there is by myself, Tim Donnelly, and Dr. Matt Cooner. Um, we recorded that in, our, in my college dorm room in 2009, and I thought it was great, and I figured... I'll use it at some point, and I've used it for the podcast for um, however many years I've done this show. Sorry, I'm trying to get used to this new uh, this new setup here. I um, there we are. I think that's better. I I move the microphone around, and I'm trying to figure out the best place to put it and best place for me to sit and uh, and try to figure out all this stuff. So forgive me if you hear extra noises today. I, I'm still working out the kinks over here, but I'm 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 i other than that, I'm having a good time. What am I? <laughs> Sorry, I was gonna go into a uh, you know Tweety Bird, Sylvester the Cat thing, and then I started thinking about the uh, the superhero idea that I thought of earlier. So there you go. Right, Pat. No one listened to that. Well, that's why you should give me a dollar so you know what I'm talking about. All right, on the show today we will have uh, we got a follow up from a couple weeks ago. My hot take. Uh, Doug weighed in. And he sent me a message the other day. And said, "Hey, I want to talk. You want you to talk about this?" Or he kind of added on to what I said. So we'll do that. We'll do that at the end of the show. Uh, a trend on social media lately, or on Twitter, I guess, has been uh, people sharing food posts, pictures of food, and saying ketchup isn't available. And I want to talk about how stupid that is. I'll tell you about thrice. That show was amazing. We'll talk about it and uh, our weekend at the mall. We will talk about that as well. But the first thing that we are doing today, we are playing a song from our friend Derek T. Lewis. And uh, full disclosure, I meant to have him on the show uh, when his, his new EP came out, but it dropped on June 4th, 2021. And at that time, my son was, oh, geez, uh, three weeks old. Something like that. So I was in no um, in no mental or physical state to do any kind of interview. And then, you know, things happen. Things get away from you. And then you start doing other stuff. And he's got a podcast now. So uh, I recommend you check out all of his stuff at DerekTLewis.com. D-E-E. Let's try that again. I meant to, I started to go D-R. That's not right. D-E-R-R-I-C-K-T, the letter T. Lewis is L-E-W-I-S.com. DerekTLewis.com. So check him out. Tell him I sent you. 
and he'll know who I am probably still. Um, so yeah, his EP, go get it. It's called Every Second, Make It Count. And uh, he's got some other stuff going on as well. He's doing some uh, some wrestling, ring announcing. I think he's got some acting work going on. And uh, and the podcast, I think, is still going. The DLU podcast is still, uh, I think, going. Maybe. I don't know. Look, I looked at his website before I started the show, and I wrote down all the things that I was going to tell you about him so I didn't forget. And I hope that I did it all properly. I don't know. Anyway, the idea here is we're playing a song by him. <laughs> It is the title track. Again, uh, the EP is called Every Second, and then parentheses, because that's uh, a thing. I did it on one of my songs, and I don't really have a reason. Maybe he does, and if he comes on the show, we'll ask him about it. But Every Second, Make It Count, that's the EP. That is the song that we're going to play right now. It's our friend Derek T. Lewis inside the Melty Pat. We're coming right back. This road is a paper, the roses is bumpy, and I know you feel. Don't stress.
And there you have it, our friend Derek T. Lewis with a song from his, it's weird saying latest, because it's been two years, but I didn't get a chance to play it at the time. So his EP, Every Second, Make It Count. That's the song. Also, that works out well, right? Right? It's the Mouth Pat, the Next Level Network, DerekTLewis.com for more from him. Tell him I sent you, and he'll probably remember who I am and go, oh yeah, I was supposed to talk to that guy again. <laughs> But there you go. That song is great. There is an instrumental version, because I was listening to the song, because I went right through the... I didn't skip ahead or anything. I just went right through the EP, and there are a couple remixes on there. Um, and I'm thinking, like, I'm listening to every second, and there's the first song there. And I'm like, man, this would be really great. Like, the instrumental of this, that... Like, that'd be sick as hell in a racing game. And so I'm listening to the EP. I didn't look because I, I put it on and I started doing work stuff, started doing other stuff. So I'm not really looking at what song's coming up. So I went in blind on the EP. And Derek, I'm sorry it took me so long to listen. But again, when it came out, I had, a, I had an infant. So I feel like that it, that absolves me from any sins. Right? Yes? Perfect. Thank you. Of course it's yes. It's my show. Um, And so I'm like, oh, this is great. And then I get to the end. And there's an instrumental version of the song. And I'm like, ooh, I got to check this out. So I put on my racing game. Uh, the one today was uh, Horizon Chase Turbo, which is great, by the way. And you should play it. Is it still free on Epic Games? No, I think that's over. But you should play that game if you're into uh, arcade racers. That's the that's one to go. I love it. I think it's great. So I, uh, I put that on. And it turns out I was right that it sounds sick as hell while playing a racing game. See that? We got to find, uh, I got to find a way to put your song to something I love. Like we did a uh, full, uh, what was a full blown meltdown was good in Tony Hawk. And now Derek T. Lewis worked out really well for, um, racing. So there you go. Derek T. Lewis.com for more from him. And we are good to go to roll on with the rest of the show. So I want to tell you before we talk about thrice, we're going to do it. Don't you worry. I mentioned on this show a year. Well, I mentioned, I think I mentioned it a couple weeks ago that said, we're going to do this. We're going to take our trip, our overnight, uh, overnight foray to, uh, to out of town and go hang out at the mall for a day. Because I mentioned a year ago on this show that someone on our block, our neighbors or the people across the street, whoever it did, whoever it is, the Saturday before Memorial day, they block off the street. They get like a DJ or whoever, they get somebody to, you know, park a tent in the middle of the street. And then they just play really loud music for like six or eight or eight or 10 hours, just all day. It's not really a block party because we weren't invited. They just, they block off the street and they do this all day. I'm like, okay, fine. So it's a bunch of really loud music all day and neither of us could stand that. So last year we went and we, you know, we hit up the local mall and spent the day over there. And so then we decided we came home and it was still like the party was still going on. And so... We made the decision a year ago that we weren't going to be in town that day. So we're going to leave that weekend. We're going to be anywhere near it. And it was funny because Jill pulled up. We have a ring camera for, um, you know, just so we could see when packages get left or not left. And <laughs> it actually came in handy for other things as well, which we were not talking about today because it's over. So um, she turned on the ring camera to see, I guess she got an alert or something. And then she turned it on so we could listen. And it was so loud, like through, even through the phone was so loud. I'm like, we are so, it's so great we did this. So we got away. We went to King of Prussia for the weekend and um, 
the plan was, hey, we're go Friday night, have dinner, and then hang out at the mall Saturday, and then just come home Sunday, just kind of chill out Saturday, and then come home Sunday. And that ended up being the best way to do it. Now that Jill is driving and all that, she got a car. So um, that made this plan much easier. It worked out really well. So we go to the mall. If you've, if you've never been to the King of Prussia Mall, I've only been there a couple times before, and I always forget how large that place really is. That mall is massive. So you could spend a whole day there and not see everything in the mall. Like you could spend an entire day and still miss a good chunk because there's so much there, so many different stores and the food court and all this stuff. Just like the time it takes to just traverse the whole thing. If you do what we do and just kind of wander in stores here and there and then take your time. I bought a lot of shirts and stuff. I bought some shorts that don't actually fit because I'm fat um, and didn't look at the size. So that's a problem, but it'll be fine. I will say I'm very happy I bought new shoes before. I mentioned a few months ago that I bought a pair of shoes and because uh, I'm dumb and don't look at sizes because I'm a man. No, I'm not going to throw all men in there. You know what? Yeah, it is all men. We're stupid. Um, they're too big, so I can't really walk around in them because my feet, it's really uncomfortable. So then I ordered a pair online from Reebok and they fit great. And so I'm really glad I got those before walking around the mall all day, especially a large mall, the King of Prussia. So yeah, we go up and... Uh, we get over there, and uh, one thing was really funny when we sat down, we're having lunch, and there was an entire soccer team in front of us ordering. It took forever because they all wanted milkshakes, I guess, and uh, more on soccer teams in a minute. So we're sitting there, we're having lunch, and we see this woman and her kid, her son, who's like, I don't know, six, and they walk, they're walking by, they're trying to get to their seats, or they're trying to leave or something, and she stops, and she looks, and she's like, oh, no, we have to go this way. They're TikToking. Because I guess the soccer team was doing some kind of video, something or other, making a TikTok. And I thought it was really funny that this one recognized, not only did she recognize what they were doing, but she had the sense to not disrupt it. Because that's what I would do. I will do exactly what this woman did. Like, oh, they're TikToking and just get out of the way. And like, because she's a mom or a grandmother even, it's funny. Like, if I did that, they'd be like, oh, get out of here, weirdo, you creep. We're calling, we're calling someone on you. Get out of here. But because this woman was a mother and maybe a grandmother or at the very least an aunt or a caregiver of some sort, it was funny that she was like, oh, they're TikToking and then rushed the kid out of the way. And I thought that was really funny. So I don't know, a little, uh, little fun thing that we did. And I'm really glad, though, that um, King of Prussia has in the mall a little play area, like right in the middle of the mall, well, in the middle somewhere along our way, because... Uh, the boy was getting a little restless. He was getting a little, uh, he was starting to freak out. We were in L.L. Bean, and uh, he's starting to freak out a little bit. And not like, not a full tantrum. Like, I've seen full toddler tantrums. This, in the, relative to other toddler tantrums, this is not that bad. But when it's your kid, it's like, oh, you're screaming, and everybody's looking at us like, oh, damn it. So we're wandering around, and we just randomly stumble upon this play area, and we're like, oh, thank God. Because he's big enough to like run around and do stuff and jump without us being like right on top of him, which is great. So we're there, like we're there with him. We're not, you know, on our phones or whatever. We're paying attention. We're we're taking turns being in the area with him. And he's playing with the other kids. He's being really good with the other kids. A lot of the kids are being really good with him. And so we're just sitting there like, okay, great. And then these bigger kids came. And when I say bigger kids, like, okay, my son is two. 
And some of the kids in there were like three, four, some of the kids maybe like six or seven or eight or something like that. So much bigger than my kid, but not so big that they're running him over and not paying attention, right? And so like, there's definitely a a cutoff to where that happens, right? When you get to like 10 or 11 or 12, you kind of, at least for these kids, stop caring about everybody else and like they're just doing their own thing, which which is by itself not bad. But when you have a bunch of littler kids, you got to pay attention. And so we're sitting there and there are these three girls who were like 11 or 12. And I, <laughs> I'm i not going to say what I said. I texted it to somebody and, and that's, well, to two people. Um, I, I will say what I told Jill. If you're old enough to come to the mall to check out the boys, you're too big for the play area because these girls were they were playing tag, which again would be okay if there weren't a bunch of two and three and five year olds running around also. And they're running in, they're like running into people. They almost knocked Arthur down a couple times and we're just like, yeah. So that was on Jill's shift that happened. And so she stopped them and said, Hey, you just need to pay attention. You're knocking other little kids down. And then some other mom jumped in and said, yes, please stop running around and knocking kids down because you know, you're being or whatever. And I think they had knocked into her kid as well. And so we shamed them, I think, into leaving. Not me, but like Jill and this other mom shamed them into leaving. And it was great. Like, I'm really glad also that Jill did this and not me because the optics of, oh, some mom yelled at me in the play area. Like, that's bad, right? Like, that makes you feel bad. But you're not scared. If the story becomes, hey, a guy yelled at me in the play area, like some some man yelled at me in the play area today or whatever. She didn't yell. Nobody yelled. But, you know, when you're telling the story, it's going to be someone yelled at me in the play area today. And then I'd have to deal with parents. And that's because, hey, your kid was knocking around my kid and other little kids, and they shouldn't be running around the play area because they're too damn big for it. You know, with their, um, nope, nope, we're not going to make any other inflammatory remarks. But um, it just really bothered me that, I don't, maybe, uh, maybe it's different. Oh, once you become a father, Pat, I, yeah, I know. I know I'm hyper aware of things now. And it, maybe I, you know, uh, never mind. Um, it just bothered me that, uh, that they thought this was okay and that they didn't seem to care until someone, like someone had to tell them like, Hey, there are little kids here, you dumb. F-. And that's the only thing that stopped them from banging into each other, running into things in the player. Like you're too big. You're too big. Go do something else. Go play outside. Go do something else. Like it just, you hit a certain point when you have to give up certain areas of, of public spots. It's not for them. It's for little kids to run around and get their energy out. And cause they're going to take a nap later. We hope. And Arthur did by the way, which is great. Shout out to the KOP mall <laughs> for having a play area so we could tire at our kid. Cause he, uh, he got to a point where he was not having it. And it was too early to like go back to the room and do nothing. But then he slept for like 12 hours, which was great. So yeah, we had a really, like it was a good time overall. I mean, that that play area snafu notwithstanding, um, solid time. We went to a good restaurant for dinner and uh, we just, yeah, it was, it was solid. We had a solid weekend. I will say though, uh, there was some kind of a soccer tournament going on around in the area because a lot of teams stayed in the hotel. And like I said, when we went to lunch on, uh, on set that Saturday, there was a whole soccer team in front of us and we're getting ready to check out. So 
all right, we, it's Sunday morning. We're getting ready to check out. Like, we're ready to check out. We've packed up. We've got our stuff. The car is just about packed. And so Jill's name was on the room. So she goes up. She's waiting. And by the way, my wife is visibly, she's seven months pregnant. She's visibly pregnant. You look at her like, oh, that woman, I know you shouldn't ask or assume, but you can look at her and go, hey, she's pregnant. Maybe we should let her get her things done and then go sit down or whatever. So I'm in the lobby with Arthur, who again is two. And Jill is standing in line in front of these, like behind these people, uh, these soccer moms. And I, okay. I won't say that, oh, people deserve special treatment because they're whatever. I'm not going to say that. But if you see someone who is visibly pregnant, wouldn't you want to do the nice thing and get out of the way if you're dealing with like a, a complicated in your mind issue? The right thing to do is go, oh, I'm sorry. I will handle this. Like, you go ahead, do your thing. I will handle, like, let's sort ourselves out, and then we'll let you figure out. We'll let you go, and we'll figure out what we have to do. They didn't do that because this woman was like, oh, well, like, my son has a game now, and then I need to have a room to come back to in case they win because if they win, they play again tomorrow, and then the other game is until 3 or whatever, and it's like 11 a.m. And they're like, oh, well, I have to come back and da 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 and I got all this food and what do I do? And blah, blah, blah. And the person behind the counter is like, look, the room that you're in is booked for tonight. Like you have to check out today and, you know, cause someone else booked that room for tonight. So you can't stay in the same room cause you only booked it for two days or one day. And so you don't have it anymore. It's not yours. And this woman's like, well, what am I supposed to do? Blah, 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 blah. So that's just like going on and on. And then she stops because her friend, her friend, her sister, whoever comes in is like, oh, what about this? They got somebody got a text about somebody being mean in a group chat. And they're talking about that. They're on the phone about that. And like all these people are just they're just going back and forth, just complaining, like, what am I supposed to do? And the guy behind the counter is like doing his best. But at the end of the day, it's not that guy's problem or that person's problem. I don't know if they're if they're non-binary or whatever. But at the end of the day, it's not their problem that you don't have a room because you didn't think ahead to book another night, right? And that's, I know it's a tricky thing with scheduling and games and if you win and blah, blah, blah. But I would think it's better to err on the side of caution and say, hey, you have a game this day and this day. And if you win on the second day, you play a third day. I would think you would book the room for that second night just in case you win and have to play on Monday. So if you book the room, say you book it Saturday night and or Friday night, Saturday night, and you go, okay, well, if you win on Saturday, then we have to come back Sunday or Monday, rather. No, it would be Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday night, because it was Memorial Day weekend. So if you win on Sunday, you got to come back and play Monday. And so I would think you would book it on Sunday and avoid all this mess. So because you didn't do that, you spent 10 minutes in front, like, while we're waiting to check out. Well, again, my visibly pregnant wife and me with a toddler are waiting to check out and go home because you have to berate this guy and also have a side conversation with someone else about some kind of group chat or somebody bullying or something like that. Meanwhile, you're bullying this guy, this person behind the counter, when the only thing he could tell they could tell you is the room that you were in that you're checking out from right now, you cannot have because someone else has already reserved it. That's how hotels work. And it was just so... I don't know, I guess... I don't know, mate, like soccer parents, sports parents, not just soccer, because I've seen other sports parents do this. All the travel teams and all this. B- 
that they have to deal with. It's a lot. It's stressful, and it's a, it's a pain in the ass, I'm sure. But you don't have to add to it by also being a pain in the ass. To the people whose job it is to just say, hey, this is the room you want for this many days. After that, you have to do it again in a different... Like, you having all this food and having to find a place to stay, like, that part is is something you should have figured out before you came to me and tried to make it my problem. I don't know. Anyway, it just... I don't know. Like Again, I don't mean to say we had a bad weekend. We didn't. We had a great time. But just a couple things I noticed where, uh, you know, I think the overarching theme here, overarching, arching, however you say that, I've only seen it written, um, is that many people still, no matter how old they are, just do not have a basic consideration of everybody around them. And I don't know if COVID made us forget because we weren't really traveling or commuting or doing or being around people as much as before, or if people are always just like this and I just, I've been managed to avoid all of that for a long time, but it just really bothered me that these people separately kind of had the same issue of not having a consideration for people around them, whether it's, you know, little kids being knocked around in the play area or, other people just waiting to check out and go home because you can't figure out that you screwed up in booking your rooms. And it just really bugged me that uh, that and the woman was not at her son's game. That really bugged me too. Like, you should go to your kid's game. That's why you came out here, right? I don't know. Anyway, had a great time at the mall. Next year, we'll do something else, Memorial Day weekend, because uh, that block party, uh, whatever you call it, event, is too loud. Too loud. So there you go. That was a lot. A lot of stuff. I'm thirsty. Can we take a time out real quick? Yeah, we're going to cut a lot of that out probably. <laughs> I don't know. All right. I got to take a break. I got to check something. I'll be right back. All righty. And we're back. Sorry. I had to do a lot more work stuff than I thought, but here we are. I almost thought I had to do this uh, another day, but I think I'll have a little bit of time to uh, to finish most of the rest of the thing out. We're going to cut a lot of what I just said about the mall trip because... Uh, I don't know that it was all relevant and it was like 20 minutes long. So <laughs> so you don't need to hear all about them all, do you? Or do you want to? I don't know. I'll probably, the patrons will get it. Everybody else will get a, a condensed version of, uh, of our adventure. Sound good? Okay, great. So speaking of adventures and going places, we saw Thrice. They are on tour right now. They're playing, uh, they're celebrating the 20 years of The Artist in the Ambulance, the album. And so how they're doing that, I mentioned this a few months ago when I asked the question, which album would you see performed live? And got a lot of great answers um, because we did that. We saw them perform The Artist in the Ambulance in full. It was absolutely amazing. I, uh, Jill told a couple people that that's the happiest I've ever been or like happier than I've been in a long time, which is probably true. I was really... It was absolutely amazing, and I I wish I could bottle that feeling. Like, it sounds really cheesy, but like, you know, it's a record that I've listened to, that I've been listening to for 20 years, and a band that I've been following for 20 years almost, maybe longer, and being able to go see them live, first of all, for the first time, and sing along to one of my favorite records ever was truly amazing. Shout out to Maggie for watching The Kid even though he slept the whole time and he didn't have to do anything. Um, shout out to my smoking out wife for A, buying the tickets, and B, coming with me. Although I guess 
shout out to the intended parents who are uh, who's who have bankrolled our lives for the last eight months. <laughs> yeah, but that was really awesome. Uh, we went to the Fillmore, which I'd never been to. And if you don't know how it's laid out, don't worry, I'll tell you. So there's the floor section where you stand. Everybody just stands. And the stage and then the floor and you stand and people shove each other and whatnot. And then you pay more money and there's an upper level where you have a seat, right? And so we're like, okay, Jill is pregnant. We're old. So we decided, hey, we're going to do seats. We're going to buy seats. So we get up there and there are like two different kind of levels with the seats. Like it's a, it's all the way around like an upper balcony situation. And so you have rows of seats and then step, you step down like two steps and that's considered like the VIP box or like, I don't know, pay more money and get a closer seat to the guardrail, which is like, it's a difference of a foot, maybe two feet. Uh, and so that was probably a little longer than that, but anyway, it's not like across the room and way down. It's like two steps down and like right in front of us. So we're on like the upper level. Um, if I could do it again, I would get the lower level seat just because it was more spread out. Like we had people next to us. Like, so Jill was on the end of the row and then it was me and then a guy by himself and then a couple. And that was like our whole row. And then there were people like directly in front of us. There were like three people and it was really cool. Like it was nice. Like, I guess it's intimate, the right word. Cause it was like, there weren't a lot of people up where we were like, not really, we weren't all packed together. Like they were down on the floor, which made us really anxious to watch by the way, because well, COVID things and uh, you know, they're all smushed in together. Shove people are shoving each other and it made us really anxious up there to see it. Um, but it was really cool. I will say the one negative of being up there is we were like diagonal to the stage almost. And so we look over, we look straight ahead and it's like the rest of the room and the little diagonal and there's the stage. And there were people right in our sight line who were standing up dancing the whole time. And it's like, it wasn't bad. It's not like, oh man, it ruined the show, but it's like, oh, damn it, really? Like, we have a great spot, and then that. So, you know, I mean, hey, that's, um, they bought the ticket, they bought the more expensive ticket like I should have done, and they get to do that. Like, I'm not, I'm not mad at them. I didn't say anything, because I'm like, nope, nope, that's your thing. You got the ticket, you got the spot, that good for you. It didn't really, it didn't kill our enjoyment of the show. That's what I'll say. But I would, um, if I could do it again, if I go to the Fillmore again, I will get that like lower tier seat just to have a little more space. That's all. But it was nice. Like it's a really cool venue and you go up and they, you know, they stamp your hand cause you're old, you're over 21. And, uh, <laughs> and they're like, okay, you go, you go right up. You got your own. They said you get your own bathroom, which is misleading cause it's one bathroom on the other side of where we were sitting. Um, but we got like a, like a waitress, like a server, uh, is server the proper term, by the way, other than wait besides waitress? Is it server instead? Okay. Anyway, um, so we got some food. I got something called Philly street tacos, which is like chicken and sour cream and something or other and a corn tortilla. It was goddamn delicious. Um, it was great. We had a great, like the atmosphere was awesome. I've been to a couple, you know, smaller venue shows like that. And sometimes it's great. Sometimes it's not so great. This time it was great. It was really good. Like it was just really good. Everything was really super organized too. Like it wasn't, it was like, okay, you go here, you do this, you go there, you do that. We're taking, we're keeping track of all the stuff and we got everything and uh, it worked out really well. So we get in there and I'm like giddy. I'm like a kid. 
right? Because again, this record means so much to me. The artist in the ambulance as a record and the band as a whole, like mean a ton to me as a music fan, as a fan of the band, just because when I discovered them, it was kind of like a perfect time for me to discover this band in my life. And then I just kept on and they've released like 10 more albums since then. But that record will always have a special place for me and being able to go and spend an evening singing along with it with my wife next to me. It was one of the most incredible things I've ever experienced. And I don't say that lightly. I just, it was just so like they started it and I knew and everybody's singing all the words. It was just so, it was absolutely amazing. And I will say, if you have a chance to see a favorite band of yours, uh, well at all, let's start there. If you have a chance at all to see a favorite band of yours, you should go do that. And if you have a chance, especially to hear them, to see them play a favorite record of yours, you should go do that because that was one of the coolest things, one of the best experiences that I've ever had because I, it was just so, I don't know, man. It just, once they started the record, I was like, yep, let's do this. I'm singing along. I'm screaming every word. It was the most amazing feeling. Just like these songs have resonated with me for so long. They've stuck with me for so long and being able to be here in this moment, in this environment with my wife, it was just so, it was the one of the most incredible things. I don't know. I know I've said that four times already, but I, I just, it was absolutely amazing. And I hope for you, if you have a chance to go do this, not this show specifically, unless you want to go see the show, which if you like Thrice, if you're a fan of the band and or the record, The Artist in the Ambulance, I highly recommend you see this show because it was amazing. Loved it. Um, I will say the opening band was Holy Fawn. Um, people were into them. I, we weren't, wasn't really for us, but, uh, they put on a good show. They were, they were doing the things. The music wasn't for us, but, uh, people were really into them. And so I'm happy about that. I, you never want to go see a show and have everybody staring at their feet and not paying attention when the band's on stage, because they work hard, no matter if you like them or not, they work hard and they're, they're, you know, putting it out there for you and they're there doing the thing. So, um, it was nice that a lot of people appreciated, what they were doing. Again, music wasn't our thing, but uh, they put on a pretty good show. And also, one of my, so they do a lot of screaming and yelling in their songs. And one of my favorite things in music is when the singer does a lot of screaming and yelling and whatnot. And then after the song, he talks to the crowd like, hey guys. And he sounds like a normal dude. And it's just so funny to me. But there you go. So yes, if, you, uh, if you're into that, screaming and whatnot, and kind of ethereal, eth ethereal, is that how you say that? Uh, guitar, again, I've only seen that word written, um, kind of guitar noises and screaming and yelling, then Holy Fawn might be for you. If not, Holy Fawn, F-A-W-N, um, that might be for you. If not, that's fine too. But um, yeah, Thrice was incredible. I wish I, uh, I kind of wish I would have seen them live sooner because they put on a fantastic show and then they played a bunch of other songs and uh, some of them I knew better than others, I will say, because again, they have 12 albums. And so it's hard <laughs> to like... Uh, you know, if something came out in the last couple of years, my brain has turned to mush. So I may not have all those words memorized, but I will say that uh, the show was incredible. Thrice is amazing. The record is great. It was just the, one of the coolest things I've ever seen. And um, if you have either this band or and slash record or another one that you want to go see, 
I highly recommend you take the chance to do it because I I will, you know what? I will add my feelings and project them onto you. Uh, I think you're going to have a wonderful time and experience something that, uh, that you won't forget. So yeah, the show is amazing. Like being able to sing along to all those songs that I've been singing for 20 years with a bunch of people. And again, with my smoking hot wife by my side, I cannot express, even though I'm, I've tried for the last 10 minutes or so, just how incredible that was for me. And, uh, I am thankful and grateful that I got to be a part of that. And, uh, it was, the, it was one of the best things. I don't go to a ton of shows, but so I hesitate to say, oh man, it's the best show I've ever been to. Cause I've only been to like seven shows, but, um, I, could I say, is that the best show I've ever been to? The Incubus show that I went to in 08 was fantastic. And Live 8 was really good. Man, that's a tough one. But tell you what, if Incubus did a uh, did a full record you know, playthrough concert, I would go to that too. I would. But this, man, just because Artist in the Ambulance has a record just, just meant, ah, man, means so much to me. And uh, it meant so much to me that my wife was able to to comments that she wanted to go. And um, again, thank you to Maggie for watching the boy so we could get a uh, a true night out. That was, it was all, everything was fantastic. And yeah, Jill said I was <laughs> happier than I've ever been. So uh, yeah, I had a, a wonderful, absolutely wonderful time at the show. And if you go see a show at the Fillmore, uh, get a seat. I will, if you, I mean, you know, if you're, if you're a youngin and you can handle, you can live that floor life at a show by all means, but uh, the Fillmore is a solid venue, so shout out to everybody down there as well. Uh, if you're gonna like, they're gonna listen. Um, but yeah, I mentioned a couple years ago on this show in the in a mailbag that uh, Dustin Kenzer was a dream guest for this show, lead singer of Thrice. So Dustin, if you're out there and you want to come on the show, I'd love to have you. That'd be really fun. And bring them all. Have the whole band on the show. My head would explode. But let's. I think we could do that. Oh, hey guys, it's a it's a hot dog sandwich, and then. <laughs> then they would leave the call. Um, that'd be great. Who knows Thrice's people? Can we talk to Thrice? Can we do that? Is that a thing? Ben, Ben, you know anybody in the Thrice camp that we could uh, we could set that up? No? Okay. All right. Anyway, the show is amazing. If you have a chance to go see that tour, I, rec- I highly recommend you do it. Um, if you're a fan of Thrice on any level, you won't be disappointed. How's that? Good? Great. How long have you been here? I don't know. Too long. We started a new track. I don't even know what time... We're on here, but yes, that was us going to see Thrice. Oh my God, what a what a goddamn show! Absolutely incredible. Grateful I got to be a part of it. Fantastic. Uh, all right, we got one more thing. Well, we got a couple more things, but the uh, the last two things will be quick. But this one, um, I uh, sometimes I think the internet was a mistake. Let me put it that way. So there are these posts online. I've only seen this on Twitter. Where it's like, it shows a plate of food. Like one was uh, steak and eggs. One was like a baked potato. One was like a barbecue platter. One was something else. I forget. And the premise was ketchup's not available. What are you putting on this plate? Now I will say, I don't hate ketchup. It's fine. I put it on burgers, fries sometimes. But it's not a top tier condiment for me. I Like I'll, I'll eat it. It's there. I'll have some. But I'm not going to be like, yeah, give me ketchup. You know who does that? Children. Children like ketchup because they've not been introduced to good sauces and condiments in their life yet. Right? So I just like, but every week it's like, you know, ketchup's not available. What are you putting on this? Man, nothing. I'm not putting ketchup on steak and eggs. I'm not putting ketchup on a baked potato or barbecue. 
or waffles. That's probably a troll. But I just think like they're probably trolling. They're probably baiting for interactions or like fishing for engagement or whatever. And guess what? It worked because Pat likes to get angry on his show sometimes. That dumb And it worked. Good for you. Congratulations. We're going to clap for you. Good for you, buddies. Proud of you for making this, making this. Again, I like ketchup just fine. It's, it's all right. It's not my favorite, but I'll use it if I'm having a burger or whatever. Then I'll use it. Yeah, it'll be fine. But the whole thing of like, oh, this thing isn't available. What are you putting on this dish? And maybe, maybe I'm too Caucasian. And, and maybe this is, that's where this is going to come through. But if your food is prepared correctly, if it's made properly, cooked properly, you should not need to add anything to it. There are some cultures where if you add something, anything, even like salt and pepper to your food, it's insulting to the chef because you're saying that, oh, what you've, uh, what you've made for me and, and placed on a plate in front of me is not good enough on its own. And so I need to add more to it to make it taste good. That's insulting to the chef. And I really, I don't know if I have that kind of thought. I mean, now I will, that I've just said it out loud and now it'll be on my brain, but I just feel like like if you don't have like, oh, I need to put this on everything. Like people with hot sauce on everything. Hot sauce, whatever. Hot sauce is fine. I don't love it. Or people have to put, I don't know, name your condiment or sauce of choice, right? And you have to put, oh, I have to put this on everything because I need everything to taste good. Maybe it's not that you need the sauce or the condiment on everything. Maybe it's because you're eating food that's like maybe you're eating food that's not cooked right like not prepared properly and you have so you've become so used to eating crappy food that your default response is to slather it in a1 or ketchup or whatever you have hot sauce whatever it is and that's why I think I'm really bothered by these posts even though they're probably all fake is that like your first reaction to seeing a plate of food has to be what am I going to put on that to make it taste better because if you're eating food that is cooked properly and prepared the right way, there's nothing you should have to add to that dish. If you want to put something on the side, do a little dippy dip, that's one thing. But a lot of these people want to slather their food in all kinds of whatever the sauce of choice might be. And I'm not saying whatever your choice is doesn't taste good for you. Like if you enjoy that, I'm not saying you can't enjoy that. My issue comes in when... The default response to seeing a plate of food, no matter how good it might be, that your default answer, your first response to seeing that food is, what am I going to put on this to enhance the flavor? Because in that way, you're saying the flavors presented in front of you on that dish, in that dish, on that plate, are not good enough to be eaten by themselves. And that only when you slather it in, in whatever you want to put on there. Only then can it taste good enough to be eaten by you or anybody. It just really bugs me. And um, stop putting ketchup on everything. Not the ketchup's not good. Like the ketchup mayo combination is solid. But let's not um, let's not pretend that you have to slather everything in ketchup or mayonnaise or whatever, because you don't. And if you do, it means you're not used to eating the dish as it's meant to be cooked. Because whoever made it for you or wherever you bought it from, they don't do it right. And uh, the only way you can tolerate their cooking or this place, whatever place you're going to, if the only way you can tolerate it is by slathering it in some kind of sauce or dip or anything like that, it means you're not eating the food 
in the proper way, and you should figure out how to make it properly or get it made properly for you so you don't have to lean on your condiments and sauces. That's all I'm saying. Um, yeah, it's dumb. Ketchup's not available. What are you putting on this? Man, nothing. Nothing. First of all, ketchups will not be my first choice, unless it's a burger, maybe. And uh, you shouldn't have to add anything. If the food is cooked properly, nothing should be add, should need to be added to make it taste better. That's all. There we go. All right, little food peeve for you. Mom, hope you're hungry. Enjoy whatever meal that you're going to go get because you listen to this uh, part of the show. All right, a couple more things before we go. All right, Doug said a couple weeks ago, uh, so I did a hot take on a serious topic by request, uh, and I did it on insurance and how health insurance should not be tied to employment. That's the socialist in me, I guess. Uh, so Doug wanted to add, I'm not much for socialism. However, to add to your healthcare tirade, thank you, and how it should be disconnected from employment, even when you get a new job, there is a 90-day waiting period till you're even eligible. God forbid you need to get seen now. Kind of my situation with my progressing carpal tunnel. Ugh. No, sir. Oh, man. Yeah, when I started my job, I was eligible for doctor visits and stuff right away. But I wasn't eligible for, like, prescriptions and vision and dental. Why those things are separate in healthcare, I don't know. I was not eligible for those things for six months. And so, say I was on medication, and I needed that, what was I going to do? And so, it's another thing of, like, when you started, all right, so let's let's make an addendum. If your let's do this. If your health insurance, let's say you're an American like me, and your health insurance is tied to your employment, you should be eligible, at the very least, you should be eligible for all of the things that your plan covers right away. Because you have the job, so you're on the rolls, you're on the payroll. And so someone should just be able to go in, check your name, check your all your boxes, and make you eligible for all the coverage. Because if you have a need, a medical need, you're going to need that coverage to not be able to pay, to not have to pay all that money, which you shouldn't have to pay because with this job, you've been told you're now covered with our insurance. You now have these benefits. You should have all of them right away. All right, we're not gonna go all the way down that road, but thank you, Doug. But I do have one more thing for you before we go. If you listen to the show when it comes out on Saturday, tomorrow is my 35th birthday. And I've decided I'm gonna announce my run for president we're, good. We're doing it. We're going all the way to the top with this one. We're not actually doing that. But uh, I thought about it because at the very least, I am younger than everyone else involved. And, uh, you know, you would have to think that'd be a plus. I would think it's uh, on some level with some people, I would get some votes solely because I'm 35 and not 80 or 73 or whatever. My And my lack of political experience, by the way, should not disqualify me from being president considering who we made president in 2016. That's all I'm saying. The idea that you can be uh, unqualified to be president anymore is b It's nonsense, because uh, anybody could just do it. You need money, and people have to know your name. So I need money, and people have to know who I am. And then I can be president. So we got, we got some time. You know, I figure maybe if I, uh, if I ramp it up, and I can really run when I'm, uh, when I'm 40, or however old I'll be, 39, I guess, when uh, the next one comes around, right? So there we go. If anybody knows how to run, <laughs> how to run for president, let me know, and uh, and we'll try it out. If you want to be my uh, my VP or my campaign manager, my running mate, I guess, or my uh, campaign manager, let me know, and uh, and we'll try that. All right. 
All right, great. Great, great. So tomorrow, by the way, on my birthday, I am planning at some point to get back on Twitch, do some streaming, and then hopefully parlay that into a weekly Saturday uh, streaming thing, get back to that, because I've had a lot of fun doing that in the past, and I'd like to do it again. So if you're interested, I'll be on Twitch tomorrow. Follow me over there, twitch.tv slash TheMelticPat. I'll be streaming uh, tomorrow, Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 and 2. We'll be running through the career mode to see if I can actually do it the real way. And then after that, we'll try to go weekly with other games and whatnot. So come on by twitch.tv slash TheMelticPat or not, or not. Just come have some fun or, you know, do whatever you want. But come on in, say happy birthday, and tell me how bad I am at Tony Hawk. All right? Does that sound good? Great. Okay. We've all been here long enough. Uh, no G-Love today. We'll, we'll make that concession, but check them out at philadelphonic.com. And uh, I was going to say, tell them I sent you because I do that, but they will not know who I am. So don't do that, but go, uh, go on over to DerekTLewis.com and tell him I sent you, get his EP, listen to his podcast, tell him I said hello, and he'll go, hey, that guy, or, or he'll say, oh, that guy. Either way, go let him know. All right. All right. TheMeltyPat.com for all of my stuff. Join the Patreon. Give me a dollar. You get some bonus stuff. Give me $3, you get more bonus stuff. All right, great. Newsletter, sign up for that as well. Again, all of those things are at themeltypat.com, and that should be all for today. My thanks to everybody. Thanks to Derek. Thanks to everybody out there for doing their things. Go have fun. Don't be stupid. And uh, don't forget I love you. All right? All right. We're good. We made it. We're good to go. This has been an Nate Boylan production. He'll be mad. I can't say his name, but we're all good. We're gonna go. We're gonna. Here's here's me playing a better. That's me doing the thing. Here's here's that. All right, all right. You've been inside the melting pat on the next level network. What a what a goddamn mess. I love you too. Go crap open a cold one.